everyone, and welcome to our service. We are so glad you took the time to join us this week. If you haven't yet already filled out our digital connect card, we'd love to connect with you. And you also can comment or share this video so you can help us connect with more people. And we're really glad that you took the time again to worship with us. And in just a moment, we wanna dive into a message together. My name is Matt Gardner, and I have the honor of serving, leading our student ministry here at the Church of Severn Run. I get to lead this ministry with a great friend of mine, Daniel Leonard, and an amazing team of leaders. Uh, leaders, adults that put their time and energy into middle school and high school ministry here at the church. I love what I get to do here. I love the, the opportunity to connect with with middle school and high school students, with families, uh, and, and with adults that love and care about the next generation. And I know that our church loves and cares for the next generation, and we want to take a moment together to open up God's Word and to investigate how can we come alongside to inspire and love the next generation, to take the things that we have seen and heard and know to be true and pass them along to those that are coming behind us. So I want to start before we get into the how can we do this and what's a great place to start. I do want to spend just a moment. I think it's important to reflect on why does this really matter? And does it really matter? I think we might all just want to jump to a yes, but just humor me. Let's take a moment together. We're going to open the Bible. I'm going to be real quick in Psalms 78 verses 1 through 7. It reads, Oh, my people, listen to my instructions. Open your ears to what I am saying. For I will speak to you in a parable. I will teach you hidden lessons from our past. Stories we have heard and known. Stories our ancestors handed down to us. We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and his mighty wonders. For he issued his laws to Jacob. He gave his instructions to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children so that the next generation might know them, even the children not yet born, so that each generation should set its hopes anew on God not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his commands. Also, Psalm 71 says, O God, you have taught me from my earliest childhood, and I constantly tell others about the wonderful things that you do. Now that I am old and gray, do not abandon me, O God, but let me proclaim your power to this new generation, your mighty miracles to all who will come after me. And then in Psalm 145, it says, Great is the Lord, he is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your mighty power. So we have those three passages from Psalms that give us a very clear, compelling invitation from God that every generation who has seen the wonders and the might and the power of God, the goodness of God, the mercy and the love, that they are to take what they've seen and heard and pass it on to the next generation. So we see this biblical truth and we could take more time and go through more passages to find more examples of why next generation, young adult, student, kid ministry, why all of this matters so much and is so near the heart of God. God calls us his children. He refers to us that we're the adopted sons of daughters. God loves the next generation and every generation has a special place and a special plan in his heart. So God is clearly on board. So we already knew, yes, the next generation matters. There's another side of it though. There's a heartbreaking and a dark side of this. There's a reality that while the, the compelling invitation is there from God, the sin and darkness of the world, the, the uh, shroud that lives and dwells among us 
does not quit and does not let up. That the lies, the isolation, the injustice of our world does not take breaks. And so we've seen generation by generation, we've seen a gap start to grow. And we've seen a gap in, in the way that each new generation in these recent times has responded to the gospel, responded to the church, responded to this call of God in their life. And so we look at this, the, the pressing invitation, and we look at the pressing need that every generation has and this generation has, again, with trends that we can monitor and see and chart things of, of, of church attendance and, and self-harm and, and anxiety and depression and all of these different, uh, a whole scale that shows us and paints us a picture that friends, you and I are called in this time to love and to minister to every generation. And right now in the heart of God and his calling for us is to care and to believe that the next generation matters. So while the darkness does not rest and does not sleep, we have been given an invitation and we have been given a light to share as a hope and a beacon for the world. student ministry, kids ministry, next generation ministry matters. We want to focus on the how. How do we do this? How do we respond as if it is essential that we share our faith for the next generation? What could it look like and what should it look like? Today, I want to encourage and challenge us with this foundational truth, a foundational element that needs to be the very core and center of how we interact and provide a faith uh, opportunity for the next generation. In the darkness and the dreary days that we see, uh, the light of Jesus must shine through everything. It must shine through the way we communicate and the way we live, right? In a world that's shrouded in, in sin and in uh, injustice and isolation, we must live in the light. The next generation is watching and listening. They're watching and listening to you and I more than we probably realize. I know a lot of us have seen this in our own children. I have a two-year-old and a one-year-old, and even at their, their young age, they are watching and listening to me and my wife, and they are mimicking things that we do or mimicking things that we say. Uh, we were driving down the street, and we spent some time talking about houses and apartments and different things, and, and uh, all of a sudden, I hear my son start to just parrot, oh, the houses are flying off the market, houses are flying off the market from the back, you know, back row of the minivan, I'm like, what is he talking about? And I'm like, oh, we were just talking about the housing market, right? He has no idea. I think he has no idea about, about the housing market, but he heard us talking about it, so he's repeating it. So he's beginning to form his own opinions on things just by listening to us talk about it. The next generation, again, of any age, they're forming opinions of Jesus listening to us talk about him. They're forming opinions of church listening to us talk about church. Uh, the things we say and do are being watched and listened to more than we realize. So we need to be clear and intentional in our lives to demonstrate the life and love of Jesus. This is the legacy in which you and I are bonded together. All of us who, who follow after Jesus, who have, are given our lives uh, to his lordship, we are bonded together over this common source of hope, faith, and love. So we as a church and we individually, again, must present this light clearly to the next generation that they can clearly see and hear who Jesus is. 
some of the things we talked about that the, the generation after generation struggles with their identity. They struggle with who am I and what do I do with my life? Jesus, the light of Jesus has the answer. It is the source of the hope and the identity that we have as children of God. The, the value of, of what am I worth and what is my value? The light holds the answer for the next generation. Jesus holds the answer in value. You know, speaking of the housing market, we have been kind of dipping our toes in as a family just to look around. And one of the things that shocked us moving to this area was how homes are priced compared to other places we have lived. Maybe some of you have felt that way. If you moved here, uh, we came from Northeast Tennessee and the housing market was a little different. But just in this, this idea of value, one thing I've started to realize looking at homes across the country just for fun is that really value is whatever somebody is willing to pay for it. Because the same home could be lifted by helicopter, carried to another place in the country and have a completely different value. At the bottom level, I guess, and I'm not, you know, I'm not a business major, so don't judge me, but I do feel like it's very true that at the bottom line, value is whatever somebody is willing to pay for it. So when we point the next generation to the light and love of Jesus, what we are pointing them to is that your value, young man, young woman, your value is that Jesus paid everything for you. So again, when the next generation is wondering, who am I? What am I worth? This is your value. The light and love of Jesus says you are worth everything. Church, it is critically important and it's foundationally true that the way we speak and live out the light of Jesus will impact the next generation. A great insight and example we have is from John. And John, throughout all of his writing, uses this illustration of light, speaking of the goodness of God and, and the person and truth of Jesus. And in John chapter, or 1 John chapter 1, we see this, this short uh, chapter that gives us a great illustration for how we show and tell the next generation about who Jesus is. Again, that we can take what we have seen and heard and we pass it on to the next generation. So right here in 1 John chapter 1, it says that we proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and we have seen. We saw him with our own eyes and we touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. This is the one who life itself was revealed to us and we have seen him. Now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the father and then he was revealed to us. We proclaim to you that ourselves, again, we have actually seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that you may fully share in our joy. Friends, if the next generation wants to know what is the truth and the light of Jesus, our best response is exactly what John lays out that this is what I have seen and heard to be true of Jesus. This is what I have encountered in the person, in the Christ, in the Lordship of who Jesus is. That Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the, the Son of the living God. That, that he has saved me from my brokenness. He has adopted me from my loneliness and isolation. And he has brought me into his family, into this collection of believers that we call the church. And this is what he has done for me. This is what I have seen and heard and, and know to be true. This is what I've touched and felt.
from Jesus Christ. A lot of times dealing in student ministry and different ministries, we've talked with people and parents and teachers who struggle. How do I communicate to the next generation? We don't listen to the same music. We don't watch the same movies. We don't text or talk the same way all the time. How can I communicate to somebody who feels so different, who feels so um, distant from who I am and the way I've experienced life? There's a truth in the eternal person of who Jesus is, a truth that has always existed from the very beginning, the one from the beginning whom we have heard and seen, who was true yesterday, is true today, and will be true tomorrow. The light will always exist and will never be overcome by darkness. So all of that to say, if I can push the story of Jesus through the lens of how I have seen and heard Jesus change my life, that is what the next generation needs to hear from me. They don't need to hear my, my dissertation. They don't need to hear the, the best thing I've ever written or, or tried to put into thought. Those are great things and God bless you for every attempt that you make. But at the bottom foundational level, to share the light and love of Jesus with the next generation at the bare, true heartfelt level is to sit down and communicate with somebody that this is who Jesus is. This is what I've seen and heard and found to be true. And I want to invite you to fully share the joy that I have from knowing who Jesus is. It's a personal invitation attached to a, a personal reaction to Jesus. That's what they want to hear from you. They don't need to hear uh, everything fully explained or every answer fully provided, because I'm pretty sure if we were being honest in our story, which is critically important, then we're going to say, I don't have all the answers, but let me point you to the light because I'm not the light. I don't have a perfect track record, but let me point you to the light because that's where we're going to find hope and love and peace. John goes on in, in verse five. He says, this is the message that we have heard from Jesus. And we now declare to you that God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say that we have fellowship with God, but we go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. In verse seven, but if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. John even goes on to just explain that if we are telling people about Jesus and we are propping ourselves up to be perfect and to be blameless and sinless, then we've missed the whole point. In verse eight, if we claim to have had no sin, we're fooling ourselves and we're not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to God, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Again, pointing everyone uh, in this generation and the next to the light of Jesus, not to ourselves. You guys, the next generation does not need, again, does not need us to share our conspiracy theories. They don't need us to share our, our political demands. They don't need us to share these things as much as they need us to share the light of Jesus. They don't need us to, to be perfect or present this, this morally superior view of ourselves you know, parents, it actually would be comforting for a student to know, I have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but me as your father have come to know hope, love, peace, and forgiveness in the person of Jesus. That is the truth. So I'm not going to act or say anything different. I'm not going to act as if I cannot honor my neighbor because I am better than them, or I cannot honor somebody who thinks different because I know everything. 
right? I'm going to point to the light and love of Jesus. You know, I had the opportunity to serve on a church staff uh, with a great, great pastor that had this, uh, this thing he would say all the time, which was, you know, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Why? Generation after generation can hold to a tradition, they can hold to uh, a point of view or, or a musical style. Uh, but again, church, our response is not to make the next generation exactly like us, to make them exactly look, feel, talk, sound the same way. Everything revolves back to the lights. Everything revolves to who Jesus is. So again, as we communicate who is Jesus and we live this out, in verse six and seven, the truth of, of we are called to not just say and speak this well, but we are called to live in the light. We're called to show and act and believe with our, our actions that Jesus is the Lord, that Jesus is the savior of all mankind. So as we communicate this, as we live it out, we must be in the light as God is in the light. We can remain bonded to each other not by our own saving grace and our own power, but in the light and the person of Jesus. Today, if you want the opportunity to respond, I encourage you to consider this. If you've never come to know the light and the love, if you've never come to know the hope and the joy of Jesus, it is here available for you. You are not bound or shrouded in darkness forever when the gift and the light is being offered to you freely. To make that decision, to place your hope trust and faith in the person of Jesus, that he is faithful and just to forgive when we acknowledge our dependence on him and our brokenness that only he could save. And for those of us in the church, again, those of us who are bonded together, we have the calling, we have the instruction from God to take what we have seen and heard and to pass it to the next generation, to tell the stories of how God has delivered us to tell the stories of how Jesus has saved us and how the hope and the love that we hold dear has influenced our lives, that we can share and pass that on. I encourage you to start here, this foundation, to ask myself, am I speaking in the light of who Jesus is? Am I acting in the light of who Jesus is? Because the next generation is watching and listening more than you realize. This is not a, a threat it's a reality. They're watching and listening, and we all want to learn and grow from each other. Back to that passage in Psalms uh, about those who are, are turning old and gray. And I don't know if you guys can notice, but I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm on that journey with you. Our hope and our mission never changes. We never, we never gray out of impacting the next generation. Even if your kids are grown, you're not exempt from this mission, this calling. This is not a calling just for parents. In fact, the people in this, this, uh, this thought of who can impact the next generation, the next generation can. The students in our ministry, the students in our, our community that are serving and leading so well, you are inspiring and leading your peers to the light of Jesus. And I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you that when I invite, whether it's been here physically in the building or online, when I invite friends and family to worship with us at the Church of Severn Run, they are either seeing and hearing students on stage, behind the camera, uh, in other parts of our ministry, in kids ministry, student ministry, and in the food distribution center, that we are seeing students and hearing students proclaim the name of Jesus. You know, this summer we had a student leadership program, and you can go find our Instagram page and see devotionals that students created for their peers. 
This generation is going to change the world. Every generation does. The question is, are we going to do it together in light? Are we going to do this isolated in darkness? So church, again, where is the light of Jesus in your life? Is it shining bright? And is the next generation listening and hearing you? Are they hearing and listening to Jesus? If they were going to, to follow and watch, which they are, they were going to follow and watch, what are they going to walk away with? We're going to continue this conversation. And in the coming weeks, we want to give you this, this, this brief insight into what student ministry specifically, because we're all called, whether you volunteer in student ministry or not, we are all called to lead and serve the next generation. Student ministry specifically is a great focus in our church to impact middle school and high school students and to show them the light and love of Jesus. And in just a few short days, we are going to be launching a new uh, fall calendar for our students. It's going to start off with a subscription box ministry, which is a free gift that Daniel and I are going to deliver right to your door. Our goal for September was to have 50 students subscribed to this program and entering this weekend, launching right now, we have 61 students signed up who are going to receive a free, amazing gift from our church. And we really hope and pray that that continues to grow as more students contact and invite their friends and invite them into this community of faith and light in the name of Jesus. We're going to transition our Wednesday night student ministry program online starting on September 2nd. We're doing this so that we can partner and minister to as many students as possible. The online program and platform for us has no limits. It has no bounds. We can do and be anywhere at the same time. We're going to take full advantage of that in this season. So Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, we premiere on Facebook and YouTube. We encourage students to enjoy student-led worship, some student engagement, an amazing biblical message, and followed immediately by virtual small groups every Wednesday night. We are also going to have amazing student campfire opportunities that a student can come and meet here at the building and they can do a campfire based around a common interest like soccer or tennis or volleyball, basketball. Could be something uh, in art or photography, could be a Bible study or even a homework group. We're excited to launch some campfires that students could, could gather together to bond with each other and grow in their faith and do things that we all love to do together. We're also going to have events and fun things and activities planned every single month. So we'll have weekly virtual opportunities, weekly campfire opportunities here at the building and online as well. And we really hope and pray that this is a season that the light and love of Jesus spreads in our community, that we effectively reach the next generation. And we want to thank you for praying with us. If student ministry matters, we need to pray like it matters. If, if student and kids ministry matters, we ought to give like it matters. So thank you for those that give to the church at Severn Run. Your generosity makes our ministries uh, physical, tangible, and, and capable of reaching more students. So we want to pray like it matters, uh, give like it matters. And, and the main point, the foundational truth for each of us is if the next generation matters and reaching them matters, then we ought to live live in the light as it matters to be the brightest light we can be in the name of Jesus. Amen.